The title I have tonight is Don't Envy, Don't Covet. Exodus twenty seventeen. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, or his manservant, or maidservant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Envy and coveting are similar and are interchangeable. But envy is that painful or resentful awareness of an advantage enjoyed by another joined with the desire to possess the same advantage. The desire to have for oneself something possessed by another covetousness. So there is coveting in that way. To covet is to desire what belongs to another inordinately, wish, long, or crave for something or especially property of another person. Desire wrongfully, inordinately, or without due regard for the rights of another, a wrongful desire, inordinate, not within proper or reasonable limits, unrestrained in conduct, disorderly, uncontrolled. Coveting is having a wrongful desire to have someone's property, like their spouse or their land. You don't want to have something similar. You want to have what that person possesses. This happened with King Ahab. We can find this encounter between him and Naboth in 1 Kings 21, 1-16. I will be reading from the Life Application Version. 1 Kings 21, verse 1. Sometime later, there was an incident involving a vineyard belonging to Naboth, the Jezreelite. The vineyard was in Jezreel, close to the palace of Ahab, king of Samaria. Ahab said to Naboth, Let me have your vineyard to use for a vegetable garden, since it is close to my palace. In exchange, I will give you a better vineyard, or if you prefer... I will pay you whatever it is worth. But Naboth replied, The Lord forbid that I should give you the inheritance of my fathers. So Ahab went home, sullen and angry, because Naboth, the Jezreelite, had said, I will not give you the inheritance of my fathers. He lay on his bed sulking and refused to eat. His wife Jezebel came in and asked him, Why are you so sullen? Why won't you eat? He answered her, Because I said to Naboth the Jezreelite, Sell me your vineyard, or if you prefer, I will give you another vineyard in its place. But he said, I will not give you my vineyard. Jezebel, his wife, said, Is this how you act as king over Israel? Get up and eat. Cheer up. I'll get you the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite, 
So she wrote letters in Ahab's name, placed his seal on them, and sent them to the elders and nobles who lived in Naboth's city with him. In those letters she wrote, Proclaim a day of fasting and see Naboth in a prominent place among the people. But seat two scoundrels opposite him and have them testify that he has cursed both God and the king. Then take him out and stone him to death. So the elders and nobles who lived in Naboth's city did as Jezebel directed in the letters she had written to them. They proclaimed a fast and seated Naboth in a prominent place among the people. Then two scoundrels came and sat opposite him and brought charges against Naboth before the people, saying, Naboth has cursed both God and the king. So they took him outside the city and stoned him to death. Then they sent word to Jezebel, Naboth has been stoned and is dead. As soon as Jezebel heard that Naboth had been stoned to death, she said to Ahab, Get up and take possession of the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite that he refused to sell you. He is no longer alive but dead. When Ahab heard that Naboth was dead, he got up and went down to take possession of Naboth's vineyard. King Ahab coveted Naboth's vineyard. It was that particular vineyard he wanted because it tells us in 1 Kings 21.6 that Ahab offered to give Naboth another vineyard for that one. He also offered to pay for it, all because it was close to his home. And that, in his reasoning, took precedence over what Naboth told him in 1 Kings 21.3 where it says, And Naboth said to Ahab, The Lord forbid it me, that I should give the inheritance of my fathers unto thee. In the book of Leviticus, the Lord told the Israelites not to sell the land ever. Leviticus 25.23 tells us, The land shall not be sold forever, for the land is mine, for ye are strangers and sojourners with me. And Numbers 36, 7 says, So shall not the inheritance of the children of Israel remove from tribe to tribe, for every one of the children of Israel shall keep himself to the inheritance of the tribe of his fathers. King Ahab was immature. When he could not get his way, he sulked. Naboth said no and gave him the reason for his refusal, and Ahab went home and refused to eat, walked around with a sad countenance. Interestingly enough, Ahab was also an Israelite, but he married Jezebel, who was a pagan, and he followed after her pagan gods. He had no interest in his spirit to understand what Naboth had to say regarding his following God's instructions not to sell his inheritance because Ahab wasn't a follower of God. He followed his wife's pagan gods. Ahab's desire to have that particular vineyard 
caused him to have an inordinate desire for it, and it caused his wife Jezebel to take action in an inordinate way to get that vineyard for her husband. She acted without regard. She acted with unrestrained and wrongful conduct that involved murder. After his death, she told her husband to go take control of the vineyard because Naboth was dead. She did all that as easy as some of us who would say, I moved the car. It's no longer blocking your way. Now you can go. Ahab's coveting cost a man his life. His wicked wife took matters in her own hands to make that happen. When we covet in our present day, it can have dire consequences for us if we are not careful. When we begin to envy success of others, it can cause us to step out of order of the principles of God we are striving to live for. People go in debt trying to keep up with someone else. The minute they have something close to what the other person has, they see something else that the other neighbor has that they want even more, and the saga continues. Coveting the property of someone else can and has led to murder, as we just saw in Naboth's case, but it leads to other atrocities as well, right here in our present day. Never envy someone living in sin. You may see two people who are unmarried and living together, and they seem very happy, but you are envious because you don't have a mate. Why covet what they have or how they are living when it is in direct opposition of the word of God? Fornication is voluntary sexual intercourse between two unmarried persons. In 1 Corinthians 6.18, it tells us flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body, but he that committeth fornication sins against his own body. 1 Thessalonians 4.3 and 4 says, For this is the will of God, even your sanctification that you should abstain from fornication, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. We covet what others have by watching how they live. If you aren't careful, you might find yourself going to the extreme to get what you want. It may not be the route Jezebel took for Ahab, However, since we are not supposed to covet anything, how far has your thoughts gone in having the property of someone else? How is that lining up for you against the word of God? Biblical truth remains the same. God has spoken in his word. Trends will come and go. And based on what is considered the hot topic of the month or the day, there's going to always be something that somebody does or has that causes others to want it. Societal attitudes change based on trends. But the biblical truth 
of God remains the same. Some of what is trending is in opposition to what God tells us and how he wants us to live. If your office buddies have made it a thing that they all want to go and buy designer sneakers and then go for a jog every Saturday, that becomes a problem if you feel like you just have to go and do the very same thing just to fit in. And it's even more to the extreme if you have to work out secretly at home just to get yourself in shape for the jog. Don't expect them to be encouraging and say, come on, come on, you can make it. They're more than likely going to say, well, if he can't hang with the big dogs, he needs to stay on the porch. But we will place ourselves in situations because we covet and envy. We want to be a part we want to have, but not everything is worth having. Not everything we should partake in. What stands between God's truth and what is trending in society that gives you a nonchalant attitude? Because we tend to not take the things of the Bible serious. We think of God's grace and mercy as a dome that covers us automatically while we continue to actively sin and ignore what God tells us. But God's not a pushover and it doesn't work that way. Luke twelve fifteen says, Then he said to them, Watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. Don't envy, don't covet. Keep your spirit safe and secure in the sight of God. My closing prayer. Lord, always remind us of what is most important. Let us not get caught up in wanting what others have. I pray we can be satisfied with what we are blessed with. There is always someone who has less than we have, and they have learned to be content with what you have given them. I pray we will all grab a hold of this standard of living. In Jesus' name, amen. Bye.